0: And welcome on the island for week number eight, the merge episode of Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. This is where the battle begins. I'm your host, Taylor Gaines. Back to talk about the eighth straight great week of Survivor in a season that has, I guess, blown away all of my expectations. I still can't believe that we went from the unbelievable lows of last season in every possible way to where we are now but it's much needed and very exciting and in these trying times for the world to have something so magnificent and separated from reality i have two guests with me today one of them i shouldn't really call a guest he's a co-host <laughs> I a he's here every week that's cool <laughs> you know him you love him he's peeking in on conversations like nick it's tyler b commons
1: that was like one of my favorite montage moments maybe the survivors <laughs> ever done of like nick just popping in hey what's going on nothing okay cool and then you like keep walking like those were they were so good i really enjoyed that part of this episode
0: it was very very funny uh just just, <laughs> just like oh i'm going to get water or whatever <laughs> yeah Speaking of very, very funny, I should welcome back our other guest and friend of the show. She is one of the co-hosts, not one of the... I won't call you the number one guest. I, I think it's fair to call you a co-host. <laughs> I'm like Ty, I guess. One of the co-hosts of Off Book, the improvised musical podcast on Earwolf. And normally an improviser in the Los Angeles area, I suppose, but maybe not so much right now. It's Jess McKenna. How are you?
2: Hello. Hi, happy to be back. I can't remember, was it last time that it was like in my car in uh, the mountains? <laughs> or was that two times ago? So I'm happy that I'm not in a cold car. That's a bump up.
0: Yeah, always a sunny side to the situation. That's right. Definitely. I don't think we had you on last season during the
2: oh, fias- fiasco
0: that was... Uh, I don't even remember what season 39 was called, but you know, the, the, the season where Dan did all the gross things.
2: Yeah, the terrible season. I If that season were happening now during the coronavirus, it would just be just fundamental proof that this is the darkest timeline. The fact that we have actually <laughs> one of the best seasons ever, if not the best season ever, is like, okay, we're going to get through this. This is a sign. <laughs> it just feels like such a hopeful lifeline. I really echo your sentiments there.
0: I can't believe how lucky they got with the scheduling of it. Or I guess they set it up, in a sense that they knew they had an all-winter season coming. But like, I think if it weren't for this cast, there's a good chance a lot of people would have just said, "I'm not going to watch the show this year," like in protest or something. Yeah, but definitely. Nonetheless, they brought us all back.
2: <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Yeah, such catch a redemption us up. season. How-
0: Yeah, how have you felt so far? Obviously, we'll talk all about this week's Merge episode and the exciting battle to bring someone back from extinction, everything that happened this week. But it sounds like you're with us as far as like your enjoyment of the season up to this point.
2: Yeah, it's been really great so far. I've really loved it. I mean, like, you know, normally this is about the time in a season where you're like, okay, now it's really cooking. I'm starting to get to know these people. Or even when they're returners, it's just like it's coalescing. But this has truly been incredible from episode one for a myriad of reasons. And I am a more recent Survivor fan, so I actually haven't watched a lot of the season that the old guard is from. But I know them like from just the zeitgeist and also the way modern players talk about them. So... uh Even being a viewer who, like, Tyson didn't really mean anything to me, I'm still like, this is great. And every person... I mean, unfortunately, I love all the old guard players more, I think, and I'm so sad that they're not really in the game because they're (laughs) so interesting and dynamic. But the fact that we still get to, like, check in with them on Extinction is just so delightful. Um, So, yeah, great season. Great season.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. I was listening to Binge Mode yesterday which is famously, I I don't know how famous, I I listen to a lot of podcasts, so Binge Mode is well known to me. Uh, The podcast that covered every Survivor book, like chapter by chapter, basically, and is pretty remarkable and they love it so much. They talked briefly about Survivor. They did a mailbag episode and they were, Mallory Rubin was arguing that the group on Extinction is more interesting than the group on the island still. I'm curious what you guys... Think about that especially because you just alluded to it saying that like you love those old school players now we're left with entirely new school players
1: i think i'm sort of on board with that argument um it's gone down ethan love ethan but it just seems to me like the new players are good and fast paced but they just some part of it seems wishy-washy. Like, they're willing to change their vote and not stick with an alliance and not do, like, a move that they had a whole lot of forethought, you know, three, six, nine days out. It's almost like whatever's happening four hours before Tribal. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad players, but it's just, it's different, and it's faster-paced, and I think getting to see the contrast of the old-schoolers come out and obviously rob didn't work but he tried to keep an alliance he tried to keep you know four or five people around him just doing exactly what he wanted which is an old strategy but, but i feel like the older people because they have that loyalty mentality is kind of more fun in a way to me because it doesn't feel like as much of a scramble as much as it feels like somebody who's in control and knows exactly what's happening in the game so i really enjoyed having them back and obviously tyson got to come back in um but are they more entertaining i think in some ways but then you have players like adam who is just the absolutely most entertaining person this entire season for all the wrong (laughs) reasons (laughs) but like he's entertaining because he's like imploding but somehow still around and he's like really upset which is it's exciting but i don't know that i like and enjoy that type of excitement as much as seeing rob or ethan or those kind of people do what they do
0: I'm continuing to have a really hard time explaining why Adam was so likable when he in the season that he won but uh what I do you think, think we Jess?
2: really loved him in his season like fitting in with people like Jay and some mm. of those like uh we liked that he played with both like the nerd side and the cool guy side and that he knew how to like bridge that gap and was obviously like so excited to have friends. So I think he was so endearing in that way. And we loved that he was such a super fan. And obviously the story with his mom was super compelling. But he is just like a a little bit of like a twerpy little brother. Um, I don't (laughs) dislike him ever, but I am a little like, come on, buddy. But I think like the way that the game has evolved, it's just like by nature that winners used to be more, more dynamic. Because now everyone knows if you're dynamic, vote you out. So, like, our favorite players from the most recent seasons are usually not winners because, like, they, right. they they people come for them. So the way to, like, win Survivor in a modern era is to be, like, a really medium player, have some good personality, have some good story, but not too much. So it's like, yeah, of course, like, these older players are so much more interesting as people, but they might not necessarily be, like, the best modern players, or they certainly weren't able to, like, adapt fast enough or realize that, like, they needed to you know, play a different way. And it made me be like, do you watch anymore? Like, do you watch? Because yeah. they were so like, these people don't know what they're talking about back in my day attitude. And I'm like, you know that they also won. And they won <laughs> in, the, in the game that is probably going to reflect what this game is.
0: Is is there a style you prefer? I mean, I know I know you said you're more of a recent convert, but like, would you rather have those people stick around? Or you do you enjoy the wily nature of the new school players
2: i like the energy of the new school like and i like the um like how the game is always morphing but i wouldn't mind like like having you know someone like rick devins get to win or someone like christian get to win where you're like yeah they were also good at the game which i think is kind of like ben's arc like he had that insane immunity run and that's the only way that he got to win because otherwise he he really is more an archetype similar to the old school where he was a big personality he was good at challenges he didn't well I guess he didn't have alliances but he did in the beginning he ran them really hard and then everyone got tired of them wanted to turn on him but couldn't get him out because he was up in the middle of the night getting idols so I think if you can like transcend some of that you become a really dynamic player so I don't know but yeah some of my most of my favorite players of recent are not winners and it feels like the opposite used to be true
0: right it's beautiful though that all those seasons are out there it's i i I saw an article the other day breaking down i can link to it in our show notes but essentially a guide to catching up on survivor if you want to try to watch some of the better seasons in its run i mean there's been 40 and i think this article even broke it down to like here's the 20 essential ones or here's the 10 essential ones and it's like crazy how many different flavors of the show exist now it's just like it's like ice cream you can go out and get whatever you want
2: yeah that's that's perfect perfectly put
0: (laughs) and yeah with this season like we're hinting at it's so many different power dynamics that are shifting back and forth constantly that it's just so compelling and exciting to watch that I, I haven't felt like this watching Survivor in such a long time. To the extent that I enjoyed everything about the Extinction Challenge and Tyson coming back, I wasn't like offended that he was back in the game. I was just like, let's just keep this going.
2: <laughs> Man, I was really rooting for Rob. I was like a little, a little heartbroken just because he's just some of the best TV. And, uh, but Tyson was a good winner too. It would have been awesome if Yule had pulled through. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. We love you too. Also cuz I
2: feel I feel like Yule really was an old school player who was trying to build bridges um and wasn't sort of discrediting new school players so I think it he would have done better coming back in. I think like a lot of those people would have been excited to try to play with yeah. him again. So we'll see how Tyson can do. I guess like he's been a little de-threatened by already being voted off so he kind of like Right. can now sort of skate a little bit which will be very interesting.
0: That's what I found fascinating about the way they talked about him last night where he came back and they were all just like, well, he's not a he's not as much of a threat now cuz the reason he was a threat before doesn't exist now. All of his alliance members that we alleged existed are gone, so we're not so worried. And in, in theory, I had thought like, oh, if an old school player hops back in, they're just going to get voted out right away because that's clearly what they're going for, but not so.
2: I think they would have done that to someone like Rob or Sandra. But I think, you know, someone who's just too, literally had a statue built of them, like too iconic. But I think anyone else there is a little bit of like, well, I don't know, maybe now I can play with you. Or Maybe Parvati, she's a little bit of a toss-up. But I think they would have like let Ethan play. I think they would have let uh, Natalie play. Yule, I think a lot of those players, they would have been like, okay, I can, let's see now. Now that you know that you aren't so tough, let's try to talk. Yeah
0: yeah so ultimately the peanut butter that he purchased i guess got him the victory because Um,
2: precious cows
0: (laughs) a bunch of people bought advantages in the challenge i believe it was amber parvati and yule were the only ones without an advantage I i saw dalton ross from entertainment weekly point out on twitter sort of the inherent unfairness of the fire tokens in this instance where like Essentially, the people who have been voted out for longer had more of an advantage and more of an opportunity to earn fire tokens and buy their way back into the game, whereas Yule was totally screwed in that regard. (laughs) So sort of a tough imbalance there, but I guess at that point you're all out technically, so I don't sympathize too hard with anyone in that case Um, because it's a special chance to get back in anyway. But... uh, Natalie, Rob, Tyson all wound up uh, standing out, I think. you Yul made, made some ground at the end. Obviously, Rob and Tyson went down to the wire. I thought it was interesting and sort of upsetting. I guess it's up to them, ultimately. I don't have a lot of say in it, but the way that Amber just gave up so Rob could have a chance to get back in... <laughs> And I was like, didn't she win also? Like, why are we doing everything for Rob?
2: I, yeah, I know. At first I was like, ew. But then I was like, I don't know. You get to, like, strategize as a couple what's best for your family. And right, if they, yeah. And he feels more <laughs> confident about challenges, like, I think, you know, if he's just, like, if they agree that he's a little stronger at most types of challenges, you're not knowing what your challenge looks like. If it's more of a physical one, if it involves water or swimming, if, like, if you don't have a breakdown, you're just like, well he tends to be better at a bigger percentage of the types of challenges. I could see doing a similar thing, but I might, I had the similar knee jerk and I was like, well, actually, that's not inherently <laughs> bad. They can like make the call as their family. But I was like, Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> and I think he's just more competitive though. I, I think that he's just a more competitive player. Cause like you see how angry he is. And when Rob is doing his like weird interview of them on the map before the challenge even started, he's like, Oh, you people, voted amba out on day two because of me (laughs) and now i'm here and i'm coming back so just seeing like his attitude well that part
0: actually made made me cringe more more than the other part
1: oh i mean i was definitely cringing but it it makes sense she kind of just seems like she's like a tamed down mom of four or whatever she had three or four or however many kids they have now and if you're able to just give tokens and give advantages you might as well do it i thought the interesting part was that he still held on to three tokens that he could have used towards more advantages trying to save it for an idol. So now he has those tokens that he can't use on anything.
0: I thought he said he also purchased an idol. That was my understanding. Oh, did he pre-purchase the idol?
2: Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know when they could do that or if it was like, that'd be smart. Because I think we're assuming there's one more time to get in. Right. um, But yeah, very, very interesting.
0: It's interesting to... It'll be interesting to see who sticks around. I guess most of them probably will, but you got to think there's more moments of wanting to quit after that challenge where you go back to edge and you're just like, I, I just got to go.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I think the first time I did edge, that happened. I can't remember exactly, but I think a few people dropped out right after the first challenge because they were just like, no thanks. But
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: looked like they were all going to stick around this time. I will say this means nothing to anyone but there's an arcade game that is essentially the exact same thing as that challenge they were doing that a few months ago back when I was allowed to go outside I like went to a bar arcade thing and w- played that game for like 3 hours so it was my like one chance to pretend like I was an expert at something I was like oh well you know there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve on this they're going <laughs> to like, they're going to mess up a few times, and then you'll see, like, the key is to, like, make quick moves here. And I was just, <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what to make of it, but it was fun.
2: I know the game you're speaking of, and it's a blast.
0: I can't even remember what it's called. It's, like, little holes, and you have to get yeah, up to a with a marble. Yeah. yeah. And the difference being that the rod you're on is flat versus the one they had last night was curved. But it's a very fun game. If you're ever allowed to go outside again, check it out. Um, I'll have to figure out what it's called. In the meantime, we can move to talking about the actual game now that there are 12 people quote-unquote remaining, I guess, because there will be, as we mentioned, one more chance for Extinction people to get back in. But we have Michelle, Adam, Sarah, Tyson, Wendell, Tony, Sophie, Kim, Denise, Ben, Nick, and Jeremy all in the game. They had their little merge feast and then the immunity challenge and... We'll talk about those things a little bit. But the thing I was interested in was the way that scrambling happened with this group. Like, there's something, and this has been clear the whole season with this group of winners, where I don't know if it's like a psychological trick, but I'm just convinced that I'm watching masterminds work because they're all so withholding from each other. And they all know when they make a mistake and they all are prepared for what the right move is. So they're thinking like three moves ahead of each other and they're like, this person's a shield for me and this person's a shield for that person. And if I try to align with this person, then this person might realize I'm aligning with this. And it's like so many dimensions of chess that I just, (laughs) my brain is racing the whole time.
2: Yeah, I think it's, uh, there's also, I think we're in... Um, you know the newer wave of them having more uh, confusing edits like we're not seeing the full reveal of who voted for whom at the end of episodes so there's there's so much that we don't know about what what's happening and and who who was thinking what and who flipped and and I feel like in a good way they they've really like upped the game of of the edit where you can't really call who's getting a winner's edit anymore but with all of these like great players and all these people who are worth following, it is a little like: is everyone being a genius, or am I like just not seeing a bunch of stuff? <laughs> um, but it's great.
1: I think it's it's been it's interesting to see because last night you had the group of four guys in Ben, Jeremy, uh, Tony, and was it Tyson? I can't remember, but it was like the big physical threats. And they were just kind of wearing that on their sleeves and other people made mention of that. And like, you're talking about people are playing shields for each other, but at the same time, it's almost like everybody's non-committal. Earlier you said like the medium players are the ones that are winning. And I feel like that's so true because you need to make sure that people are above you so that you can sit in that middle ground. And I think that's the strategy. So it's almost in a way like during the merge feast, people pointing out, oh, well, Denise dethrone the queen like okay she's a big threat now like everybody everybody make sure did you hear that she's a threat and it's like so far trying to cast the shadow off themselves or cast the spotlight off themselves and keep a shadow on them that it, it's just it's weird to see these alliances that everybody knows about but no one's calling out and it's it's interesting to see the strategy i without you're saying there's been no like strong winners edit so far i think that that's making it more exciting um but I also think it's it's more confusing because you're not getting to hear as much strategy as maybe we got to hear from those earlier old school players. So it seems like the new school players aren't as strong dialed into one path forward.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's like, it's, it's not a bad way to enjoy the show, which is like, oh boy, I really don't know what's going on. But it is like, I feel like we're a little bit more used to oh, that was really smart the way they did that and that the way they did that. So, I mean, when thinking about who I think is doing well, I'm a little like, I kind of can't tell. <laughs> and maybe that'll start to fall away. Like when they were following three tribes and people at Edge, like there just isn't as much screen time to give everyone to trace all of those storylines. So I feel like now that we're in the uh, post-merge, maybe it'll kind of... I think they'll still keep this editing style of keeping it very hidden, but I think it might settle down a little bit where we can like track these moves a little bit more. But have you heard anything about why we're not seeing who they voted for?
0: I haven't heard a reason for why. <laughs> I don't it's remember. Did, did they do this last time there was an Extinction Island season? I, I don't think they did.
2: I don't know. That was not my favorite season, so I can't remember <laughs> a lot about it.
0: They have, in the past, been putting the votes on their YouTube page. Oh, Let me okay. check if they're still doing that.
2: It just seems, it seems like...
0: Uh, they they are right here.
2: Okay, great. Okay, so they're just... Give us the full content, Probst.
0: <laughs> you know, we're all in quarantine. Give us two hour reps.
2: Give us two hour apps. <laughs> we'll watch them. I watched two hour episodes of that freaking dumpster fire of a Bachelor season. I will watch (laughs) so many hours of this very good season of Survivor.
0: I can confirm watching the YouTube video of the Tribal Council voting that Michelle, Nick, and Wendell were the only three to vote for Adam. But we can come back to that momentarily. I think the thing that you guys are talking about is what I'm interested in with like kind of looking around and saying this person's a threat, this person's a threat, this person's a threat because in this episode that manifested itself in like pure macho dude-ness to like the nth degree where it was just like all the women were just safe all of a sudden because all the guys were like oh, he's a big threat, I gotta take him out and they're just like bull charging into each other to the extent that, like, all of a sudden, the quote-unquote Power Four were, like, targeting, like, the wimpy guys. And it was just, like, it was so crazy to watch. But <laughs> not least of which Ben counting himself as a threat when he was talking to Tony Tyson and Jeremy, which just made me laugh.
2: Ben is kind of a threat, though. He's, ve- like, he won so many challenges. It's true. And, like, found idols, like, like truly constantly. But, yes, very funny to ever call yourself a threat
1: and And I've mentioned it. I think Adam is having one of the more entertaining edits, But I think Ben is like having the best edit he could hope for after winning his season the way he did of a guy that, like you said, he appears to have no alliances. He appears to be with no one. And now he's like really trying to play the social game and now he thinks he's one of the big threats. and i I really enjoyed getting to see his game evolve because we didn't get to see a lot of that social strategy. And now that he's, in even if it's just perceived as the macho four or whatever it is, it's it's entertaining to see him <laughs> surround himself with an alliance for the first time.
0: Well, this season alone, we got to see him get dressed down by Rob in like a jaw-dropping way. That sequence where he was just like, oh, I don't know. And Rob was like, who? And he's like, uh, the girls. And he's like, who? And he <laughs> like, told him who it was. Oh, man, it was just like watching a cop interrogate someone. But now he's kind of taken on a confident role as you're alluding to like I honestly I don't know how Adam trusts Ben at all because every time they show Ben talking to him you're like oh my god if someone talked to me like that I would be convinced that I'm the one getting voted out
2: yeah their dynamic is so strange um and I also like Adam you're picking like the wrong people to try to like align with like I feel like he should be he like didn't do a great job preserving his relationship with Sarah and and Sophie, which I think is a much more, like, that alliance makes so much more sense for him or those relationships. I feel like him and Nick should have more in common. I feel like they both had moments in their season where they um, almost blundered because of, like, being driven by emotion only to get their game back on track to win. I feel like if I had watched either of the guys' seasons, I'd be like, oh, we had similar stories where we came out strong and then we kind of lost steam because we got too emotional about people turning on us. We had no, like, poker face about it. They both had sort of, like, whiny boy moments only to kind of, like, get it back together, drive the end of the game, and win. Um, I mean, maybe you don't want to play with someone who plays like you. Maybe you want to play with someone who plays differently than you, so you're coming at the game from different angles, which is why he, like, went after Denise. But it's, uh, it's just, like... I'm curious as to see what will develop now that they're all together, because like there are there are some relationships I feel like haven't had a chance yet um, that maybe like new new relationships would actually serve some of these players.
0: Yeah, and it's just Mm -hmm. fascinating to watch because like they're all talking about who's a threat and who's a threat and whatever. But in reality, every single one of them is a threat, you know, in the sense that like
2: they won a million dollars.
0: Yeah, and none of them are tropical storms. Like, these are all hurricanes, to make a reference Florida people might understand. I, I don't know. What's a bad earthquake? Like a 2 point something, 4 point something?
2: Yeah, uh, something, something <laughs> under a 4. I was like, that doesn't count.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, th- they're all above that. <laughs> yeah. For our, for our West all Coasters. shaking
2: enough to make you get up. You know, there's a type of earthquake where you just stay sitting and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> then there's a type of earthquake where you're like, I better do something.
0: That seems. Earthquakes seem so terrifying to me, and hurricanes just seem like a lot of rain. You just hide inside, but maybe it's vice versa for you.
2: But think about, think about it this way: you you don't have the like build-up worry of like, hey, how bad is it going to be? All that anxiety leading up. That's
0: more scary to me.
2: No, but but that's where you really worry. My experience of an earthquake that's is, true. Like, is like is like ten seconds long, and then you're like, "Whew, that was a little weird." Ooh, gotta shake that <laughs> off. I'm sorry. Now, there is a version where they're very bad, but I have yet to live through a a very, very bad one. I mean, I lived through Northridge, which did damage and had uh, some, like, casualties, which was terrible. But we haven't, like, I've never lived through one where it would be worth being that afraid of. And they're kind of (laughs) funny. How are they funny? Yeah, you get, like, (laughs) a huge adrenaline rush. And if you're in, if it's, like, during a time of day where you're with people and you're like, was that an earthquake? I remember one happened on Easter and I was, like, talking to my uncle and I saw my, my, like, pool slosh. It's like ah, I think that was an earthquake. Chill.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, when Hurricane Irma came a few years ago, it was like an existential experience for the entire state because it was so slow moving. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. You remember that time? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but I, okay. So I
0: think you were in Bama when that happened, but
1: I I was. But it's, so when I was younger, I lived in Japan and they had earthquakes all the time. So. I think, like Jess is saying, like there's n- you're not building up anxiety, and I think that helps. And then, like ninety nine percent of earthquakes are so small you don't even feel them, and the ones you feel, like nine out of ten times, aren't going to do damage. So it- it's almost like, oh, that's cool. Why is my glass shaking? Or, like why is you know like very few times do you run to a door frame or hide in your bathtub like <laughs> earthquakes are just not as big a deal as a hurricane in my brain.
0: Wow. Well, the point we're making is that...
2: <laughs> the point we're making is all these players are at least a 4.2, so they shouldn't be... <laughs> no one should be sleeping on these players' abilities, you know?
0: Yeah, if, if you're sleeping on these players' abilities, then wake up. Wake up. <laughs> wake up because an earthquake could come at any moment and you won't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you You get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, before we get to like the the end of it with the votes and stuff I, I I wanted to just pay lip service to the immunity challenge at least because it looked extremely painful, very cold, very wet and uh wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy.
2: Yeah, that challenge in the rain really did look pretty dreary. The I the like close-ups of everyone's like beat up feet is always oh yeah. just ooh that's a yeah, tough no, moment thank you for me as a viewer. Um, I also feel like now, who knows, I would be definitely terrible at this challenge, but I think that I would, uh, my strategy would be to koala it for as long as possible because I feel like that little tiny toe hold is, um, like once you're there, it's so hard to recover. I feel like not a lot of people kept their ankles crossed for that long. Like so many people were going with the small ledges, which I think you go to eventually, obviously, but I would try to koala it for as long as I could.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what Jeremy did at the beginning, but he was there was a lot of graphic shots of his toes, and he ended up winning, so...
2: Yeah. (laughs) Tough. I
1: I just can't believe they made him climb up that high in the rain. Like, I feel like once it started raining, you're like, okay, we're going to ignore the top ring, because they looked like they were good, like, 10, 15 feet up.
0: Oh, it was dangerously high. Like, I thought people were going to break knees.
2: Adam was so scared.
0: (laughs) Well... The interesting thing about that to me... I'm sure they give them ladders, by the way. You would like to start, right? That yeah. must be how they get up there.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: The interesting thing to me was, I wonder if, if you guys agree with this. It seemed like Denise really might have been the main target if she hadn't won.
2: That's certainly how they were making it seem. Uh, like, just because I think they people were interested in an easy vote and this sort of like false yeah false propping her up as like this queen slayer and her being like yeah it kind of was instead of being like oh guys i don't know it was just like i wanted to realign with jeremy and it felt like a good moment like she did not downplay it which was a mistake or maybe she did in other moments and we didn't see it in the edit but um right yeah that's really how it seemed it seemed like she could have really been on the chopping block if she had not won cuz i think people post merge I feel like they often want that first vote to be a little bit of a gimme, just so everyone can kind of like take a temperature, take a breather, everyone get to know each other a little bit better before, like, okay, let's go for a threat. I feel like is usually the next vote, um, but uh, yeah, that's how it seemed. So I was happy that she won. I, I, I don't know. I have, I don't know her. I don't know her season, but I'm like, I've liked her. that move against Sander was incredible. Oh, yeah, so, unbelievable um so i'm uh, she's not i'm not like rooting for her in my top top but i'd like to see her play for a for a while i I would have been sad if she was already out for mistakenly saying yes i am the queen (laughs) slayer
0: so her safe jeremy safe and then we get to the scramble on the beach which was just like we alluded to earlier just just insane i mean like a sampling of my notes during that was nick wants to take out adam parentheses as a shot at denise Sophie wants to take out Wendell to hurt Jeremy. Now they're telling Jeremy that it's Wendell. Jeremy's pivoting to Adam. All the men are fighting with each other. Denise is ready to roll if it's Adam. Adam's hearing Nick or Wendell. And it's just like... It was easy enough to keep track of that you kind of knew who the main targets were, but free-flowing enough that you were like, wow, this game shifts so quickly.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I think it's... Yeah, it's been tough to see because only having three people vote the wrong way was a shock to me. I thought that it was going to be a much closer vote, maybe a uh, 7-5 or whatever the numbers were. But it, it, I think that's why, like you're saying, the editing is so good because it seems like there's a scramble and it does seem like there's so many options, so many names being thrown on the chopping block. And... Because of the way Survivor's being played in this kind of new school era, you never know who it's going to be because we've seen recently that people get up in the middle of tribal and change the vote or perceived change the vote. So I think it's a way to keep the show exciting is to keep the, well, maybe this person, maybe this person and show us every possibility because maybe they didn't used to show every possible name thrown out, only maybe one or two and you knew that's who it was. But now we're getting to see all these different things, and you don't know who's aligning with who. And I, th- I think that's what's keeping it super, super exciting this season.
0: It's funny, too, how they've mastered this thing of, like, right after a challenge or right before a challenge, there's this dynamic of, like, oh, we're all definitely targeting this person. And and the way it's framed, you're like, oh, well, it's going to be that person. And then within minutes, you're like, what's happening? <laughs> like, everything just shifts
2: yeah they've i mean they've really stepped it up and i think i think that's a great point ty is that like we we probably i'm sure in previous seasons and in previous votes there are names that get thrown out that we just don't see because they end up not being part of the narrative and it feels like they're showing us every possible way it could go which is good it's good tv give us two hours probst
0: (laughs) that's all we want It's not like him and the team have anything else to do. They postponed filming of the upcoming seasons. And I'm sure they have footage on the floor.
2: Yeah. Just, uh... Give us extended cuts.
0: Make it happen.
1: We're gonna need some double episodes soon if they have this many people left. I
0: know.
2: Yeah.
0: There's only gonna be, like, five more weeks, six more weeks of the show, so they're gonna have to really move fast because someone else is gonna come back in again, too. But... I certainly haven't been disappointed to this point. I I guess ultimately they decided to target the trio of Nick, Michelle, and Wendell, which must have been looking like a power group, or uh, this was also discussed in our household last night. Like Wendell, Jeremy, that pairing was maybe threatening to people too. And Wendell, I suppose, is the common denominator between both of those groups that I mentioned. So maybe it's easiest to just (laughs) take him out. And he definitely is one of those middle style players too.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a good call. I think Wendell is much more currently poised. Was much more currently poised to win than Adam was. Like you can, they're all like Adam's really shifty. Adam's really shifty. Like your represent your rep, uh, what am I trying to say? Your reputation precedes you. All this kind of stuff, and it's like, but nobody thinks he's playing well right now. Like literally, no one's listening to him. Unless we're not, unless there's stuff we're not seeing, I'm just like you. He is he's a goat for someone, or I mean, or maybe like don't let him get yeah. all the way to the end. But you, he is a safe vote you can save. Wendell is much more of like that archetype archetype of the modern winner. Pretty good at challenges. Uh, pretty good, like good socially, but not like. Although I don't know, his season was so crazy because him and Dom just like walked to the end completely yeah. unstopped. Um, Which is another reason why I didn't like how cocky he was this season. I'm like, you won literally the easiest season. Like, nobody came for you. Also could have
0: lost. Dom arguably deserved to win just as much as he did.
2: Exactly. Nobody came for you. You, like, waltzed to the end. Um, Which, I don't know, I guess maybe you could read that as, like, I was in charge the whole time. But, uh, which is how it seems like he read it based on his, um, the little swagger he has, but... (laughs) <laughs> uh i was personally happy to see him go just because i was like he's not coming off great and i do think he is a good guy so i was like get him out of here before he needs like some damage control on his uh pr because i do think he is a good guy and a good player so i was like it's not gonna be good if he keeps being on with this edit where he's like this <laughs> jerk well, of an ex-boyfriend
0: especially because ultimately it seemed like him and michelle were working together and yeah. the edit we were shown was like they were at odds with each other and at each other's throats but they voted with each other pretty much every single time yeah. and the way that they looked at each other as the vote was happening they were both like we don't know what's happening so i think they were really just trying to play up some kind of villain narrative for him not that like he didn't do those things but like i think there was just a lot we didn't see
2: yeah it was confusing
1: yeah, and he said in his interview today that uh, that was sort of discussed with him, Michelle, that they would play up that there was bad blood from their relationship a lot more than there actually was, because clearly, like you said, they're voting together. They were a duo, but they didn't want their past relationship to be another, you know, poker player alliance or Rob and Amber marriage type situation where, like, that can totally screw over their chances of winning in the game. So they were both kind of on the same page, but I guess she was just playing up that he was a bad guy way more than she was. I don't know. It was it was entertaining, but it's nice to know that Wendell, who we still love and thought is a really nice guy, was kind of going along with a plan to look bad in some sense.
2: I think that makes sense, and I think she did do a good job. That is a good smokescreen of, like, oh my gosh, he's being like, so I don't know, I can't talk to him. It's like so awkward to be here with my ex. Because like, nobody wants to be a couple in this game. And I feel like it was it must have been too known of a fact that they couldn't just outright like lie. So that did occur to me. I was like, they also could just be playing this this certain angle so that nobody comes for them.
0: And the episode where a lot of that was like laid out was the one where they voted out poverty. So it was like, It could have been just the height of that where they were making Parvati feel really safe or at least like she wasn't the only option and then taking her out. Like we talked about, ultimately it wound up being a pretty clear-cut vote. Only Adam and Nick, or uh, Michelle and Nick, voted with Wendell and Shirley seemed blindsided as well. I think what probably ultimately happened was the like four loud guys were out like posturing and deciding what was going to happen while in the background, everyone else was deciding who was really going to go. And then it just happened that way. That's what it felt like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe Jeremy was starting to like enjoy building that alliance, but it maybe made him seem too flashy. And I think he's playing so delicately of walking the line of like, of trying to hide his power in this game that i think as soon as pe- as soon as someone whispers to him well now people think you also have this second really good relationship i feel like it would be smart for him to be like okay then never mind cuz like he doesn't need any eyeballs on him cuz he already has some right. like people already know and love jeremy
0: that's what's fascinating is all these people are prepared for that moment like there was this scene where i think jeremy came to denise and said it's going to be Adam and she said Phew. That's fine. <laughs> Where like she was the closest to Adam of anybody, but she's one, and she knows like all these other people that you just as long as it's not you, as long as no one thinks you're too close to anyone, like you're good.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's it, it's just
1: the Sandra mentality this season of as long as it's right. not me, I don't care. Like I know it, I want to happen, but at the end of the day, as long as I'm not the one that's going home, I don't really care what happens.
0: Yeah. It's just a constant, like, everyone is balancing everything on such a delicate, like, fine line all the time, and it's so compelling to watch. Yeah, And they're even saying things in Travel Council that I'm just like, wow, these are what smart people who have one say. Like, <laughs> Sophie said something about the, the actual hardest thing is not being in every conversation and being comfortable with it and, like, sitting back and just letting things happen. And Sarah talked about how you hear names but it takes a while to figure out if the name is the name and they talked about everyone not wanting to throw out names because they know that's like the number one way to get targeted really quickly and it's just it's just three dimensional chess it's like all these people who know exactly what you're supposed to do so they're trying to think three moves ahead of each other and it's like it hasn't let up for a moment the whole year and then they've and they managed to work in funny stuff like nick sneaking into conversations it's just like they're at the top of their game
2: in every way right now It's so good. It must just feel so good after last season, too. Everyone's just like, don't worry. Oh, we got it. Like, they must just be, like, (laughs) sighing. I know this is an audio medium, but I just a bunch of cool hand motions. But, like, everyone uh, must just be so happy. Like, if I were Jeff Probst, I would just be, like, the deepest sigh of relief.
0: Well, the big thing was hiring that new composer and the choir, like... (laughs) Whatever they have going on there is just next level.
2: Some new music this year, wow! It's
0: it's basically like Phantom Menace stuff, where there's there's just like
2: oh ha,
0: ha, 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 like happening during
1: the immunity challenges. It's
2: like, and there's music with lyrics, which I, I don't recall ever being in before.
1: The <laughs> lyrics definitely threw me off. Like I've we've talked about the music the past few weeks, and when they had. I don't even remember what it was. It was like, "Come now you're here to play. I don't even remember what it said, but I was like, that's a little bit odd. Like, that's yeah. too far.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I
1: mean, that, that,
0: that must be exciting, though, in some sense, as like a quarantined, improvised musician and, like, songwriter, too. You've written, you've published a whole album of s- songs. Surely you can, uh, it's, it's spurring some, Fun things you can screw with Survivor with.
2: (laughs) I'm excited. I got it. It took me a couple weeks where I was like, did that just, was that just, and now I'm like more time to look for it. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's been a nice extra level for me for sure.
0: That did just remind me, this is a tangent, but if people can find uh, Jess and, and Zach Reno, who's the other host of Offbook, challenging each other to do things while in quarantine on Instagram... It's very entertaining
2: thank you so much i have it (laughs) saved as a highlight on my on my instagram so you can go watch uh we started by just doing a 10 push-up challenge with each other and we've we've morphed it into very random challenges
0: (laughs) yeah it's escalated to like i think the last one i saw he like said you had to do five seconds of some kind of Uh, stretch and then like five seconds of an unboxing video or something it's just like it's morphed into just wildness
2: that's what i have waiting for me we'll see if i do it tonight or tomorrow morning but yes
0: (laughs) yeah so stay tuned for that (laughs) stay tuned for that um, very good content (laughs) we need that quarantine content that we do qc quality qc um in the meantime i think we should get to our power rankings for week number eight here and talk about who we like everyone's jess is nodding but ty's shaking his head so this is gonna be interesting (laughs) who our top three players are at this point in the season after the classic as always post-merge episode um i can start i will i will say that my number three and ty your head shake reminds me of this is like it's kind of hard to peg someone right now who's like really like standing out because of the way they're all playing. But I went ahead and gave Tony number three just because he's shown so much restraint from playing like Tony this whole season and is still not really viewed as a threat by anyone. I don't think his name's come up a single time in this eight weeks. And he's very cognizant of like people he needs to be ahead of him to keep him safe. And I don't know if he'll really be able to do it again, but. I just wanted to shout him out at number three.
1: My number three... So I was shaking my head because I actually had a really hard time coming up with the top three. And I think we've talked about it. It's the edit. You don't know who's doing what. And you don't know what alliance is strong and, and whatever. So my top three feels random. But I'm not sure if it is. Number three for me is Ben and i've talked about it ben is just weirdly being shown a lot and i don't know if that's because he's entertaining or if that's because we're going to need to remember him for later on in the season so i don't think he did anything super flashy or snazzy this episode but i feel like the entire season for him has been just constant reminders that he's there and playing so for that reason i got ben at number three this week
2: um, for my number three spot, I'm just going to shout out Tyson and his peanut butter calories for getting back in the game. I think uh, obviously that's like a huge feat, and in a game where it in a season where it is like hard to track uh, things that we know people are doing well, that's an easy thing to track. That only one person out of a really really competitive field of very very good players was going to get back in. And adding on top of that that he seems to have been able to, like, come back in and chill, which seems like a big uh, win for him. So uh, Tyson gets my number
0: three. Unmentioned, basically. Yeah. Uh, My number two is Denise. Big immunity win. Potentially kept herself out of the limelight for another week. And... I don't know. Maybe I'm still having some kind of like hangover effect from the move she did to Sandra because <laughs> it really just made her look like such a huge threat and was so impressive. Um, I also liked her being willing to sacrifice Adam. I thought I thought the way she handled that was sort of expert as much as you can in that situation. And uh, we'll see. It's I keep giving caveats for each of my picks, but like I feel pretty good about her
2: um cool yeah
1: for me <laughs> at number two I had a, <laughs> I had Jeremy because we did get to see his alliance and he got an immunity win and I think those two things bode well for him so I think that he's kind of a safe number two pick for me so just for those reasons I think he had a good episode and we get to know that he is in an alliance so that's why I got Jeremy at number two
2: um, I'm gonna say it number two for the same reasons uh, that you gave Taylor is Tony because I feel like how how is he playing so kind of cool, calm and collected? Um, and uh, I also want to shout out that he had one of my favorite moments of the episode where he was like, "Oh yeah, Sandra would have hated this." I just <laughs> loved like him giving the shout out of like, "Sandra absolutely made the right call." um she like there's no way she would have like done well in this challenge she like is such a true queen and that she knows herself and knew to like just like call call it a day and leave with her head held high so i i that was one of my favorite little quips of the episode and i'm just like can't believe that people haven't come for him harder so yeah tony
0: all right well we're up to number one for me this will sound familiar to people i think this name has come up a lot for me this season. I'm looking back through my notebook was my number one last week. Number two, the week before I'm sure was in my top three at some point before that, but Sophie is my number one. I feel like that exact middle kind of game is clearer for her in the edit than anyone else at this point where she hasn't been on the wrong side of any vote. Like she had that deceptive moment last week where Adam somehow had no idea that she might possibly have an idol also She made the um, initial reference to Wendell in an interview in this episode, and it just made it seem like she knew exactly what was happening all over the place. She referenced Wendell and Jeremy getting close, and she seems like an under-the-radar enough winner to me that she can just keep this up because no one is viewing her as a big threat but she's my biggest threat. Number one for me.
1: Number one for me this week, I'm giving it to Tyson. Uh, He played his way back into the game, and then, like you said, he was non-existent, but he was also still on the right side of the vote. And I think that you no longer, like we said, have to vote him out to make a statement on an old school, new school thing. And I think that he can fly under the radar long enough that he may actually just end up being in an alliance kind of without that alliance fully understanding that. So I think that's kind of his path forward. And I, surviving the edge and coming back with advantages and peanut butter and whatever else you want to say about him, for that I got I got him at number one this week.
2: Um, I, I've liked Sophie a lot. Um, I think in my overall ranking, she's very high. But I think for this episode, um, I'm going to suspect... My theory that uh, Jeremy quickly like shut down the thoughts of him and Wendell being tight, uh, and was able to pivot to agreeing to vote with him quickly and quick enough that nobody uh, that it like looked good on him. Um, I have no idea if that's how it happened based on like the edit, but that's like a storyline I've constructed. So I feel like for I mean my numbers from one <laughs> spot to Jeremy.
0: Wow, easy enough. That wasn't complicated at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems reasonable. I mean,
2: just the, it, like the, in terms of like imagining the missing piece that we obviously didn't get to see of how yeah. the vote became so clear cut. I feel like part of that must have been him being like, "Yep, yeah, oh no, I mean, like we get along, but absolutely, let's vote for him." Like to navigate that well. Otherwise, I feel like it wouldn't have been such a blowout of a vote. Um, yeah, but I don't know.
0: It's interesting that they left all three of those people in the dark, though, because it's like, typically you would think when it's that lopsided, everyone would know. But that other group did a good enough job that like no one leaked it to any of them because obviously it would have potentially blown up if they had been able to tell Wendell. And uh, just a surprising show of solidarity this early after the merge. So there you have it. Week number eight. Another merge episode of Survivor. We survived season thirty-nine, and boy, being rewarded <laughs> with this season that's happening now. Anything else that you guys wanted to touch on from this episode or the season? Anything that jumps out?
2: I'm curious to see how our little boy Nick does. You know, um, so I'm I'm watching him and hoping that he uh, gets to play a little bit more, maybe. I feel like he had such a tame season and then had a really strong finish. So I would, I wonder if he can like take some of that energy a little earlier. But, um, and I'll be very interested to see if anybody cares about the late, the, like who the final extinction ad is, if they will have like a chance to win it all. Like when they did extinction last time, but, um, no, it's a great season and I'm so thankful for it. Um, give us two hours Probst.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the end because like this group of people that's left, there's usually somebody that you don't like, and they're doing a really good job of allowing us to still like everybody. But still, someone has to go home. So I'm excited to see what's coming up because, like I said, I don't dislike anybody. Um, I think I have favorites, but the favorites aren't so far and away from the feel that they have been in previous seasons that like whoever wins like someone like nick i would i would enjoy seeing nick win again because he's kind of blown up and he's on the the bad side of a vote right now maybe he can get in and be a good story so it's just it's been super fun and i'm super excited the one thing i did want to add jeff Probst in his interview taylor i know you famously dislike his interviews he Don't said a word on the street is that the edge is controversial. So we'll probably give it a rest for a while. So if there's no other good news, edge is gone for a long time it sounds like.
2: <laughs> I really don't like the edge normally, but it's great for this season cuz I want to yeah, see all those good pals. So yeah. it's, it's just this, our is, pals. this is the season where it works. But yes, never do it if it's not like a season full of like known entities that we already adore where we're like yeah i i just want to like watch ethan overcome his struggles and carry those logs like that's really good television um and i want to watch tyson get peanut butter so it's really compelling for this version but i think yeah otherwise please don't bring it back in a regular season where we don't care about the people enough to to
0: yeah that is good news ty unfortunately we might not get survivor for a while if uh this pandemic keeps up. We, we already know they've postponed filming of seasons 41 and 42. Hopefully things can turn around because I would rather watch Survivor a hundred times than Tiger King ever again, personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my that gosh.
0: maybe She's too down. hot of a take to drop at the end of an episode. <laughs> that is the
2: hottest take to drop at the end. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I get that it maybe isn't easy to watch, but that's some TV. Wow.
0: It's it is certainly some TV. It just I I'll just say this. I felt worse about the world after every single episode. <laughs> it was like, why am I doing this?
2: Fair enough. It's
0: definitely compelling though. People will certainly watch all seven if they watch one of them. So, you know, do what you gotta do. <laughs> Enjoy the little survivor we have left. Um, before it might go on break for a while. Go play Animal Crossing or something. I've been doing a lot of that. And uh Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and whatnot. While you're there, you can find Off Book, the improvised musical podcast, which I guess will be Undercovers edition for the foreseeable future.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It, that just means like we probably can't pull off the narrative. So because we can't all be in the same room making music together, so it's more of like we chat and do songs. Um, if uh, then what we normally do, which is try to tell a story. So that's that's the biggest difference but we've been having fun so far. It's a little bit more like a fever dream but uh, I think we'll get, <laughs> I think we'll get better at them and they've been fun and we've we've certainly like had fun doing them. It's been a good release for us so.
0: Yeah and it's interesting timing that you kind of debuted the format more or less with Jason Manzuka's several weeks ago yeah. right before all this started yeah. so it was like a nice little test run
2: yeah so i guess that's definitely what made us feel more comfortable like okay we've done something like this before so we'll just we'll roll with this for a bit but we'll see oh, if, we can, if we can get good enough at solo songs with tracks maybe we'll try to return to storytelling but it might take us a beat um, <laughs> yeah,
0: hey maybe you'll going. never have to see each other in person again <laughs> 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 yeah it's crazy uh if anyone can convince me that I can enjoy someone sort of not participating and still being funny. It's Jason Mantzoukas. It's a good episode to check out. So check that out. Continue to follow the podcast. And like I said, Survivor. That's all we got for now. Until next week, remember we recorded three times before you put diapers on. It's on the island. I'm Taylor. <laughs> He's Confused Ty, and she's Jess McKenna. Goodbye and good night.
2: Talk about the show if you wanna live here on the island. Are you gonna survive when you're gonna be living a life on the island?
0: And you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well.
2: That is right.